was in a presidential election. Uh, there is an election coming up right now, so very timely. And um, the presidential election featured uh, William Jefferson Clinton, uh, George H.W. Bush, and one Ross Perot. And I dressed up as the Texas oil man, Ross Perot. And he had enormous ears. That was like his thing. And so I had these like huge ears and I had a, a gray suit. I got invited. This is kind of weird. But I got like invited into house. People were like, Ross Perot, come into my house. Honey, come downstairs. Look who's here. Ross Perot is here. And I'd be like, trick or treat. Trick or treat. I'm all ears. And it was uh, people ate it up. That was my greatest success as a Halloween costume was Ross Perot, 1992. You are such a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when you grow up in the shadows of Washington, D.C. Like this actually, like people care about this stuff. Fair enough. That that does change it a bit. How about you, Father Dom? Favorite Halloween costume when I was, I, I had to be younger than fourth grade, but I loved the old TV show Zorro. Oh, it was awesome. on Nick at Night, and I watched with my dad. Great show. Um, and so I went one year as Zorro. Yes. Uh, I had a little sword. I had the mask, the big hat, the cape. Now let me ask you this. I think I was really my, mainly only a Zorro fan because of the cape. Oh, wow. So, dear listener, we are in a different setting. We are. You can hear my and grandfather you, clock. That is a grandfather <laughs> clock. Because <laughs> our office, Val's poor office, still not cleaned up yet from the great flood the big question with zorro did you go around carving z's into people's pants because that was what zorro Not did to their pants but i did re- i do remember doing the z thing like the underwear would show yeah it was oh, you know my for favorite all i part. know i probably did try that yeah well if you didn't <laughs> it was a waste i might have been like second or third grade i don't remember but i i remember loving Zorro and loving that I went to Synth Problems. It's so nice to know that the younger generations also liked Zorro. Is that really like a thing? Yes, that's right. (laughs) Is that really a thing anymore? No, it's sad. This is Ed Talks where we hope to inspire sad to think about what we do here. (laughs) Where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And why don't we begin with a prayer? Let's. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The good and gracious God, we give you thanks uh, for the gift of this day, for the gift of our parish, this podcast, and all the cool things that you call us to do, Lord, in our various vocations. Lord, we just ask that as we prepare to celebrate All Saints Day and All Souls Day, that uh, we may all be filled with a new desire to be saints, to grow in holiness, and uh, to evangelize, and to tell everybody how awesome and glorious you are. And we also remember all those who have died, that they may be welcomed into your heavenly kingdom. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon them. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest Rest in in peace. peace. Amen. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Halloween, All Saints Day, All Souls Day. Dia de los Muertos. And Dia de los Muertos. So, Paul, tell me. Yes, Father. Where? What's the origin of Halloween? All right, so this is. This we started talking about this. Apparently, yeah. I'm very wrong. I don't know if you're very wrong. Well, what is your theory? So, I was always. Oh, you are the, very wrong. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was under the impression that 
our Halloween stuff kind of came out of a lot of the, the Mexican Dios de los Muertos stuff. First off, it's Dia, because Dia is day. Took, Dios is God. In high school. God, God of the dead. Dios de los Muertos is not what it is. But yes, okay. So, so you are wrong. You My are apologies. that is that is wrong. My apologies. <laughs> that's the first. That's the first time. Won't be the last time. <laughs> so, so that so that is. So I thought that like the whole dressing up and mocking the dead and all that stuff came out of that tradition, and then we americanized it yeah in no, own particular way that that's that was my understanding that is not correct that is false right. and Fake uh yeah but the but i will say this the origins of halloween as we know it i they are debated it is shrouded in mystery but it is not related to dia de los muertos what we do know though is like it comes from a very catholic place right you cannot have Halloween, if you break down the word Halloween, it's hallow, E, apostrophe, E-N, which is a shortened form of evening, the evening before All Hallows Day, which Hallows is, yeah, exactly. Like we even say, we use that word, dear listener, we use it every time we say the Our Father, Our Father, who art be, Our Father, hallowed be thy name, hallowed, right? Um, Made holy, let your name be made holy. So that's what a saint is, right? Someone who's been made holy by being close to so God. So fill me in. Tell me more about Halloween. So uh, there are some people that How think... How do we end up dressing up as Zorro and right. some oil guy that lost the election? Well, I mean, years. but he won. In re- <laughs> He won because we're talking about him. Fair um, enough. <laughs> so the, well, I, the, I really don't know. No, nobody does know, but I think that your point earlier is accurate that because of this idea that on November 1st, which is the Holy Day of Obligation, it's a day when we celebrate the saints. And this season, season two, our, I believe our second podcast of season two, we talked about how to become a saint, the process of becoming a saint. We talked about saints a little bit. But that's the day when we celebrate all of the saints, right? Um, and so the evening before, when you've got this army of heavenly souls on November 1st, the evening before was kind of this like, let's chase out, let's mock the evil spirits, let's mock the people who didn't win, right? They lost. Death, where is your sting? Death, yeah, exactly, yeah. very nice, yeah, I love it. Um, so I believe that that's kind of where, but the idea of like a jack-o'-lantern, people don't know, they, a lot of people say it's it's your people, your folks over in Ireland with the jack-o'-lantern. Ah, uh, the good old... I mean, Irish. Oh, Lantern. Oh, apostrophe. That's Irish, right? <laughs> Come on. It's a jackal. That's true. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't think anybody really knows. But I, I, what, what's your take on the, the trend and the turn towards the diabolical, right? Like there's, I mean, I think it's pretty prevalent. Like you can't even walk down a street now. I mean, I love the fact that people geek out for, for decorations, but I feel like, I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's too too much. When my kids are crying, it's too much. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the fascination with horror and death, that's definitely a very different thing from mocking and laughing at death, right? That, um, that this, you know, this trend, I guess, as you say, to, to, to be afraid and to incite fear um, during these days, that's... That's not good, right? <laughs> and this is coming from a lover of horror movies. I, I do like good 
a good horror movie, and the gorier the better. Um, and you know, I like that stuff. But <laughs> I mean, I like it because I know it's it's entertainment, and in some sense, I like it because it's mocking death in a way, right? And I think that's kind of a, a distinction that's important to be made for disciples of Jesus, that you know, to 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 be fascinated with death means that we aren't really sure in our faith or hope of what comes after death, right? Because what's there to be fascinated with in death when I know that there's eternal life? I got why would I waste my time worrying about death? if I knew it was the doorway to eternal life. And that distinction between um, inciting fear and making people afraid is never good. Um, Don't, there's no, we shouldn't be forcing people to be afraid. Um, But I would say go along the lines of of making fun of, of death, knowing that there's a resurrection, you know? Like, I think it's funny seeing how people like do creative things with skeletons. Yes. You know, like having skeletons. I, like, I think at one house I saw someone set up skeletons, like for a baseball game. Yes. Um, and skeletons like playing cards or like doing funny things with ghosts and that, um, like to make fun of that stuff and to have fun with it. I think those, that's the, that's the trajectory to take with those things. And that, that has like a deeply Catholic root, right? Like the dance macabre of, that was the way that Catholics in Europe dealt with the black death. They dealt with the black plague. Being like, look, death is coming for us all. Let's let's laugh at this and realize that it's not the end. It's nothing to, it's not the great boogeyman, right? So I think that's a a really profound way to like judge. I'm always profound. like ninety percent of the time, you're mostly profound. <laughs> well, you're generous with ninety. <laughs> uh, so, but I think that that's a great way to like. Am I doing this to terrify children and to scare people, or am I doing this to laugh at death? That's a great way to say like, what are my what are my decor? What, what are my boundaries? What am I what, what am I going for? I like that. Awesome. So that's Halloween. That's what I would say. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Enjoy yourselves. Have Go fun. have fun. Make fun of death. Make fun of death. Death and is. Bring all your Reese's peanut butter cups to St. Edward. Actually, <laughs> Wait. Don't do that. I don't. <laughs> really the last thing I need is more Reese's peanut butter cups. So now we know <laughs> that's the, that's your that's your favorite Halloween candy. I was uh, I was sitting with the fourth graders today during uh, lunch. Yeah. And watching them at lunch, and uh, I was asking the kids what their favorite Halloween candy is, and like all the girls in the fourth grade class said they like Reese's peanut butter cups. They're great. Um, and I was like, well, that means you're not going to share any of them with me then. And they, <laughs> they emphatically said no. <laughs> so I know where I stand with the fourth grade girls oh, well, at St. Edward's school. But at least they admit Whatever. it to you. They're they honest. did. They weren't going to. We, they, I didn't, we were not raising no liars here. No. No. Um, so after Halloween comes All Saints Day. One of, one of uh, my favorite feast days. It's a great feast day. We were just talking about that in RCA, All Saints Day. And it's one of the holy days of obligation. Mm-hmm. First off, Father, what is a holy day of obligation? It is an obligatory day that we have to go to Mass. We, we have to celebrate to. the holy sacrifice of the Mass on those days. And in the United States, so obviously every Sunday is a holy day of obligation. have to go to Mass on Sunday. And then on top of the Sunday Masses, 
There's Christmas, which doesn't really count this year because it's on a Sunday. And? And. Solemnity of Oh, Mary? and Mary, Mother of God is also the other on a Sunday. one. Which also falls on a Sunday. Yeah, we, we luck out. And then there's the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary on? August 14th. Wait. 15th. Oh, oh you're so close. So I just go to the anticipatory mass. That's why. <laughs> you do the visual sw- mass Yeah, I swear. That's all. <laughs> August 15th. And then, What's the 14th? Uh, December 14th. What is the 14th? There's a there's a good one on the 14th somewhere. On 14th? No, I'm just making that up. Yeah. Man. Uh, can you edit that out, Val? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, August 15th, Assumption. November 1st, All Saints Day. And December 8th, the Solemnity of the Immaculate Conception. Immaculate Conception. And then there are other great feast days. We that should are, go to Mass. Right. March 19th, the Feast of St. Joseph. Um, the March 25th. March 25th, the Annunciation. is not a holy day of obligation, but it is an incredible day. Is when Christ... You should go to Mass on your Saints Feast Day. Yep. August 8th for St. Dominic. What would uh, yours be? St. Paul. Yeah. He's got like 17 feast days. He's a big he's deal. Got a, I don't think he's got 17. He doesn't. He's, he's got, got at least two. Actually, no. He, he has... St. Um, Peter and Paul. Peter and Paul and the conversion of Paul. Yeah, so it's two. Because I remember I w- I met a Lutheran whose also name is Paul. I hope he listens to this podcast. If he does, shout out to Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, and he was complaining that there was no just Feast of Paul. Uh, he was complaining about the conversion and Peter and Paul. And being a Lutheran, he obviously didn't like Peter and Paul being together. Um, and the Lutheran <laughs> calendar hasn't changed that. Uh, and then he didn't like the conversion of Paul for whatever reason he had. I was like, well, Paul, it's just it's laying out for your own conversion one day to leave the heresy of Lutheranism and come home. Right. As my sister, as my sister says, Paul, that's still the case. joining the varsity team. That's, what my, the varsity team that's what my sister says. <laughs> Shout out to Angela. The opportunities to go to Mass here at St. Edward. We have an 8.30, which we always have, daily Mass. We have a 7 p.m., which we normally have for... Um, special days where we have mass in the evening and our school mass is just to clear up some space is moved to 10 10 10 a.m so if you want to be there with the kids 10 a.m so 8 30 10 Come 7 if you go to work though and you're downtown find a Gotta church find a church find a church Gotta go to mass it's oh this thing Dong's a lot. Wow. All right. That's a real <laughs> grandfather clock, guys. All right. So that's All Saints Day. It's awesome. a great day. Celebrate the saints. And we'll, now let's go back. Let's go back to uh, revisit just briefly our, our friend Mason's question. Why do saints matter? Just in a brief nutshell. Because like, a lot of people think we worship the saints, right? We, we talked about this a little bit, but let's talk. It can't talk about it enough. We don't yeah. worship saints. The saints matter because they're our brothers and sisters who have walked the walk and talked the talk themselves, that they were sinners that started their road to conversion, converted themselves to being intentional disciples of Jesus, and then they lived that out in a very radical, um, exemplary way, right? Uh, And so it's important to, to know the lives of the saints. That's why even your own patron saint, look them up, whoever you're named after, um, go to your middle name if there's no canonized saint for confirmation. your first name. Your confirmation saint that you may have picked on the fly or maybe actually did some research on your confirmation saint. Um, look them up and see their story. You'll see that they didn't start off 
as they didn't come out of the womb a saint, right? Only Our Lady did that and Our Lord. And all the saints, they all came out of their mother's womb in original sin like the rest of us. But at some point in their life, and it's important to know what happened in their life that caused that conversion, but they made a decision. I'm going to stop doing whatever I'm doing that's leading me away from the Lord. And I want to turn radically toward him and live my life dead set on being a disciple. And we always say, pray for us. We, it's, it, we are yeah. asking them. Because they're in heaven. To pray for us, right? We're not praying to them. We're asking them to pray Their with and for us, Amen. which is a big difference. All right, so that's All Saints and Day. And the other cool thing with All Saints Day oh, as thing. a feast, my, la- my last point anyway, uh, there's obviously many saints in heaven, not just the large canon of names that we have in, in our tradition. Um, there's saints in our own families. Our own family members have died. Grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, whatever. We hope um, that we hope are in heaven. And I'm sure you know who they are that are in heaven. You also know your family members that hopefully are in purgatory. Um, but there's, you know, the, the, the solemnity of all saints is not just for the saints that we celebrate in our Roman calendar on certain days of the year, but it's also for all of the, the saints that will never be officially canonized by the church um, for us to, to celebrate all the holy men and women worshiping God forever in heaven, uh, whether they get a, their name on a calendar or not. And it's so cool, right? Because like, here, here's this day. It's a reminder, right? Like every time we're at Mass, we're surrounded by them. We are. They come, All the angels and saints. Right? Because God lives outside of time and place. So he strips away that, that, that time and place that is so confining to us here on earth. And, and here, when the Eucharist is there, when we are, we are brought back, when his sacrifice on the cross of Calvary is made present to us again. We are surrounded by them. I love that video, the uh, the 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 veil video. Oh yeah, yeah, it's so cool. It's um, what is it? Beyond the veil, or anyway, whatever it is. By Spiritual Studios. It's gonna... awesome. Is the veil removed? That's what it's veil called. Removed. Yeah. If you got five minutes, give it a look and bring a box of tissues. It's beautiful. But we're there. And so on All Saints Day, we, we remember this moment where we are surrounded by this army of people who did, the, they've, won the, they've run the race and they've won the crown. Amen. It's awesome. So then All, All Souls Day, November Souls 2nd, Day. comes next. What's the difference? All Souls Day is November 2nd. Is that, not, is that a holy day of obligation? I have to go to you church would two be days surprised, in a row. Because more people come to church on All Souls Day than two on All Saints Day. Let's, <laughs> let's fix that. Not here at St. Ed's. Not now. here. We have a more packed, well, equally packed church. Come back for All Souls Day. So all, so all Saints Day is everybody in heaven. All Souls Day are for the souls that are not in heaven yet. Um, so for our family and friends that have died, we don't know if they're in heaven. We hope they are, um, but they may not be. They may still be in purgatory. Um, and so All Souls Day is a chance for us to pray for them in particular uh, so that one day they will enter into heaven. Father, now my grandma was an awesome woman, a devout Catholic. Both my grandmothers were. Um, should I ask her to pray for me or should I pray for her? Both. Explain. I would say both and, which is a great phrase in Catholic theology, both and. Uh, You don't know where she is. If she's in heaven, ask her to pray for you. And you may be fairly certain she's in heaven. But at the same time, you can also pray to the Lord. Say, you know, Lord, just in case grandma's not in heaven, 
I pray for the cleansing of her soul so that she can enter the heavenly blessedness. And the cool thing is, right, is like if she if if she is still in purgatory, my grandmother, Alice Manera, if she's there and I pray for her, then I'm helping her speed along this process Correct. of of purification. And if she is in heaven and I pray for her as if she was in purgatory, is that a wasted prayer? Oh, no such thing as a wasted prayer. So what does she do with that prayer? What does she do with the she'll grace? She'll give it to someone else in purgatory. That's so cool. I love that she'll about the church. pass it down. Yeah, she'll take those Because God grace. is love, so why wouldn't he allow for that? Yeah, yeah it's, and it's, like, it's a the selfless thing. you have to remember. So never, dear listener, never stop praying for your loved ones, asking them, asking God for mercy on their soul, asking God to, to bring them closer to the light of his face and into his beatific presence because it's where we're all working to get to. And the best way to pray for the faithful departed is to have masses said for them. Um, you can offer, you know, every time you attend mass, not just for me as a priest, and, and, every, and when anybody attends the holy sacrifice of the mass, you can offer your own personal intention for that mass, and it's remembered by the priest. Um, but you can also have that mass specifically said publicly for a specific intention. Mostly people have masses said for those who have died, but you can also have masses said on someone's birthday, anniversary date, if they're having surgery. Um, but you can schedule those mass intentions on our parish website. Um, it's and, so easy. And have them and have them said. Now, we're going to wrap this up with the where we started, Dia de los Muertos. So this is actually a very cool way that the church encountered a cultural phenomenon and Christified it. Amen. So they they go to the church arrives in Mexico and they find this widespread what we call Mexico now and they find this widespread tradition of honoring ancestors and saying well our ancestors come back on this specific day and they you know so we leave out bread and water all these things and that's what we do and the church says okay you've got you're so close here right like honoring your ancestors and praying for your ancestors and communicating with your ancestors is absolutely what you should do and we have a day for that too. It's called All Souls Day. So let's just kind of move your celebration a little bit to November 2nd. And we're going to make the two married. And we're going to, again, introduce this idea that we want to pray for these people's souls so that they Amen. get to heaven. And uh, so Dia de los Muertos has long been in Mexico, Guatemala. It's been this really cool Christified tradition that existed before Christianity which I think is one of the coolest things about the Catholic Church is that mm-hmm. we, when the church arrives in a culture, it doesn't just try to Christified. obliterate yeah. the culture that exists. No. It Christifies. Yeah. I just read an article about a guy who, this is not about Dia de los Muertos, but he spent some time in Thailand. And he's like, the Catholic churches there were extremely Thai, right? Like they, they, they pulled from the tradition. And that's what the church does. It's just like, we're going to do this, but we're going to show you, because humans, we love truth and we're drawn to truth and to beauty. And, and all of these cultures have kind of glimpses of the truth even before they heard the good news of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And so then we're like, okay, you're, you've got this beautiful tradition. Let's just make it richer with the Catholic truth 
that kind of illuminates what it is that you were drawn to in the first place. And that's the Dia de los Muertos. So, so celebrate your ancestors. Remember them. Pray for them. Set up an altar with pictures. We do yeah. that here at St. Ed's. Bring a bring picture. Bring your picture of your loved one. Leave it in our All Souls Shrine for the month of November. So, yeah. um, Make sure to like and subscribe uh, to our videos and our podcast. And share it. Share it online. Share it through social media. Tell your neighbors and friends to come listen to our uh, Ed Talks podcast. And we'll see you on All Saints Day. Amen. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen.